0: We had a discussion around, is it like share and learn, learn, share? We landed on share, then learn in that order. Come ready to share your expertise. I think as operators, we suffer from so much imposter syndrome because again, nobody has ever defined for us what our job actually is. So secretly, none of us actually know what the heck we're doing. And so we don't believe we have things worth sharing. We don't believe that we're the expert in anything. Welcome to the Second in Command podcast, produced by the COO Alliance and brought to you by its founder, Cameron Harold. In the Second in Command podcast, we talk to top COOs who share the insights, strategies, and tactics that made them the chief behind the chief. And now here's your host. Cameron
1: Harold. All right, you're going to love this episode. This is Jonna Lee, who is my co-founder of the Opspot. We're going to be riffing on all things operations and why we started the Opspot community and why it's an amazing place for you to look at getting anybody who works for you in operations involved, but you're also going to learn a ton. You'll get some really great insights as to um, why I actually chose her to be my co-founder of the Opspot. She's one of the smartest people I've ever worked with in operations, and she's also a prior Second in Command podcast guest. You're definitely going to want to want to watch this episode as well. Check out our YouTube channel to be able to watch the episode there as well. So, Jonna, welcome back to the Second in Command podcast.
0: Thank you. I am so excited to be here with you.
1: Yeah. And this is actually going to be a really cool episode. So what we're talking about today is different from when you and I first met. In fact, when I had you on the podcast the first time, that was kind of the seminal moment for what we're doing together now. So why don't you tell everybody what we're doing now?
0: Okay. I mean, that was such a game-changing moment. We hopped on, had a fantastic conversation, identified a lot of kind of the challenges that operators fall into and run into in their careers. And then a couple of months later, you reached out to me and was. Hey, I'm thinking about building a community for operators to support them in some of the things that we were talking about. Is this something you're interested in? And it's so funny, Cameron, because I also had it in my product roadmap to build out a low-tech community, to build a space for operators to come together and be supported. We had the exact same vision. It was a total no-brainer. We had a fantastic weekend in Sedona building it. And here we are today. We launched it a couple of months ago, and now we're slowly ramping it up and, and getting it out to operators worldwide.
1: Yeah. And the op spot was born. So it's interesting. When when I had you on the podcast, I'd seen you on social media a couple of times. I'd, I'd heard about you through social media a little bit. Had you on the podcast. I was like, wow, she's smart, like really ridiculously smart. And I saw a younger female version of me that was really obsessed about operations, really, really loved the space. Somebody that I could vibe with a real good quick start like I was and I'd been chatting with my wife, Ashley, to see if she wanted to help me build this thing out. And when I met you, it just started to spin my wheels in, into gear. And I had to kind of address a conflict with her. She was a little, little pissed that I didn't <laughs> ask her to really do this. I'm I like, yeah, you didn't really want to do it. It really wasn't your thing. Yeah. And then as she, as she met you in Sedona when we hung out that weekend and started to frame out the op spot, she understood why I wanted to work with you because she got it right away, right? Like they. energy, the enthusiasm, and our obsession for all things operations. Before we really dive in, the the big difference I need everyone who's listening to to remember is that I have two communities. You and I are building the Opspot together, which is this global community for people that work in operations roles, typically operations managers, directors of operations, VP ops. We've got a few COOs in there as well, second commands, but it's largely people that work in operations, and we allow more than one person from a company. So you could have seven people in operations or 27 people in operations or three different managers, whatever. And it can be people that are managing and doing operations for different roles. The, the COO Alliance is only the second in command. It's only one person from a company. And you need to do at least 5 million or greater to qualify. Whereas the Opspot, we don't even have qualification. We've got big companies all over the board. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't you talk about what it was that we, you know, when we met in Sedona that we got excited about in terms of why were we building this community? Why is it needed and and who who's a good member for it?
0: Yeah, totally. So I think this is the conversation that we started on our last podcast episode, but really got clear for me in Sedona is like, what are the major challenges that operators encounter as they are trying to grow themselves, grow their careers, and really advocate for themselves in the context of a larger business so that they can do their best work, right? And when we look at like, what are the root causes behind that? It's a couple of things. Number one, operations is just so terribly understood that operators don't even know what to advocate for. And there's no like, global conversation happening around what operations is and what it isn't and so every operator is out there left to fend for themselves and fight that out with their individual businesses number two is just like straight up loneliness like why do entrepreneurs and founders invest probably like millions by the end of their careers in masterminds in paid communities right they do it because they recognize that putting themselves in the right room with the right people is a massive accelerator to growth. Operators don't have that. There aren't 10,000 communities out there for operators. It's super lonely. And to all of us, it feels like I'm the only person experiencing this problem. I don't know, like, like nobody else can help me with this. This is something happening to me. And one of the things I've seen in my coaching programs is that when you break that belief down and you bring operators together and they realize, whoa, you're working on the exact same thing in your business that I'm working on in mine. You're running into the same challenges three months ago and you already solved it it makes the journey so much easier, faster, and less lonely when you have a community to come together and share these ideas with. So for me, those are kind of the two major reasons that the OpSpot is not just a no-brainer of a service, but it's absolutely essential to offer to operators so that they have a place to come to tackle those things.
1: You know, and it's interesting that if you think about people that work in marketing roles, there's so many marketing conferences and marketing events and marketing meetups for them to go to. Yep. And there's even events for IT professionals and finance professionals, but there really wasn't anything for people that work in operations roles. So yeah, that was, that was really kind of why we started it. It's funny, I did a, um, a little posting yesterday and, and I said, you know, my boss, my CEO thinks I'm really smart, but I'm not that really smart. I just joined the Opspot. <laughs> and I think that's kind of what we're trying to do is, is we're trying to give people a place to learn from each other to, to make themselves look good in the, in the business, but also for the CEO to say, I, I would love for you and a bunch of people in operations to join the Opspot because it is your community. It's a place to invest in them and to get them to grow too.
0: Yeah, we want to be the secret weapon for operators that are learning faster, growing faster, and are able, I think the final piece here is also bring the most cutting-edge ideas and innovations back into their business. Like there are just so many things happening in the world right now, Cameron, that are changing the work landscape like month by month, right? AI and COVID and like all of these massive changes hitting really fast. The future of operations is being defined in the here and now. And for me, it's important that the spot not be talking about what operations was or what operations has been or what has worked. This is a place to come together and talk about and really define what is operations going to be and how do we absorb and evolve and take advantage of the massive changes that are happening in real time, and let's be honest, are only going to continue to happen faster. So. Every business needs to be prepared and be having these conversations. And I want operators to have a space to come together and ask the question, what does this mean for me and my team and my business?
1: I was talking to some of our Opspot members, and, or we call them the spotters, and the um, some of our Opspot members, and, and I was saying that the only people in operations that have to be worried about AI are the people in operations that aren't leveraging AI. But that's actually a big discussion. I think that was our theme this month inside of the Opspot was talking about AI and technology and leveraging technology. And you're right, it's it's happening at such a fast pace. But if you're not ahead of that curve and riding the wave, right, it's almost like you got to be on a surfboard riding on the front edge of the wave. That's really what we're trying to give people in this community as well.
0: Yeah. And you're going to be totally washed away otherwise. And again, there just aren't that many arenas for operators to come together and have the conversation. And that is what we're trying to create in the Opspot.
1: So what do you think the difference is between what we're doing and maybe some of the other communities that are online or other free communities or resources that are out there, even though they're they're very fragmented and all over the place? What is the big difference between what we're doing?
0: Yeah, totally. I think the first thing is that you know we are for operators by operators. You and I are operators at our core. It is where we started. It is who we are single-mindedly passionate about serving. And those are the Only people that we want in that community. No CEOs allowed, right? So to keep it really pure, so that this is a place for only operators to come together and be nurtured by other operators. I think the other thing is honestly, like we're a little bit weird. You and I, we swear we're casual. We're like out on boats and taking seaplanes in Alaska on our vacation days, right? Like weird. I paint
1: my (laughs) toenails. How is that? You paint your toenails.
0: (laughs) We're a weird couple of people. We're here to. Do serious work, but not take ourselves seriously. I think there are plenty of very professional communities out there for very professional operators. If you wear a tie to work and you want really strict, like strict and rigid corporate culture in your business, frankly, don't join the offspring. join another we, group. <laughs> we are not the people for you. But if you want to embrace kind of this new cultural Generation of people that are casual and have fun and and blend work life boundaries and bring their full selves and full personalities to work and be weird about it and have fun with it. That's us, right? Like that's the operator we want to serve
1: this, and we we're talking about the new generation of operations doesn't mean that you have to be a twenty five year old joining. We've got fifty five year olds joining, sixty year olds joining. forty five year olds. It's all about just are you deciding to be at the forefront of what's happening in operations? Not just some, like, you know, age specific. And you're right, we're we're a community that is exclusively for operators, by operators, right? We're operations people. We're not a CEO community that's deciding to start a club for people in operations where really we care about entrepreneurs, right? And I think that's probably why we have so many clients or so many members of the op spot where their CEO is a member of Vistage or YPO or EO or the Genius Network is we don't compete with any of those groups, right? We're and nor does my my other organization, the COO Alliance, and even what you run with Spyglass Ops Academy, all we care about is operations people. So we've got all kinds of CEOs that are parts of other groups that are getting their ops people to sign up, which is what the whole point was, right?
0: And I mean, Cameron, in the course of your career, like ballpark it for me, how many operators have you worked with, served, or coached?
1: Oh, gosh. Well, I so I've played the second-in-command role three different times, potentially four. I've coached 190 CEOs and second in commands. And I mean, of serious, serious companies, right? Like coaching typically five to $50 million companies. I've interviewed 310 second in commands on my second in command podcast. I've had about 300 COOs as members of the CO Alliance. I wrote a book called The Second in Command. So I think I've got a, a fair amount of like IP and, and you know, I'm well Probably in like the, the most, tens
0: of thousands. At yeah, this, I'm, I'm right? well
1: past the ten thousand hours. Right, I'm, I'm the, yeah. 10 <laughs> yeah. the ten times the ten thousand hours. And you, you as well. I mean, for somebody who's younger, you've been in the ops space your entire life as well.
0: My entire professional career, right? Like at the end of the day, this is who we are, and this is who we care about serving. And we have seen so many operators fall into the same traps, the same pitfalls. We've seen the career paths that go well and those that stall out and the major reasons that differentiate the two. Like we are able to bring all of that data to many operators who their only experience with their operations is their own. And they can't see the larger landscape because when have they had a chance to experience that with anybody else other than them in their own isolated bubble? And so for you and I to like break down those barriers and allow for the peer-to-peer networking, as well as just bring our own insights to the table about how to help people accelerate their careers and grow better, there's no other place like that.
1: Yeah, and I think there's there's two parts to this as well. One is I know that we've got a lot of members of the Opspot who are excited about being able to work with us and interacting with us and learning from us which is great, but that's not what the purpose of the community is, right? The community is there for them to learn and connect with each other. We only launched a couple of months ago. We've already got about 120 operations people from all over the world that are members. It's really the connecting with each other that they're going to get more value than what they're going to learn from me or from you, right? Absolutely.
0: And the conversations are already so world-class and so amazing. I go in there and I learn, and it's the most fantastic meeting of the minds, And to your point of like, why is it not just for second-in-commands if that's who you and I primarily serve? I think that the diversity of operator in there is what makes the community so strong. We have so many different types of businesses, so many different sizes, different industries, different models. We have operators at all stages of their career. It's the meeting of the minds and the diversity of that community that is what's creating such exceptional conversations already.
1: When we just signed two more members today, I got noticed that we got one member from the UK and one from somewhere else in the US that just joined us today. And we had three earlier yesterday, so we're growing nicely. Now, the Opspot is a pure online community as well. We should probably walk people through that. It's not an offline, in-person mastermind event. I mean, I'm sure that there will be some events that people will host, right? You'll get 50 members in one city. I'm sure they'll have some meetups. But do you want to walk people through how the model works, how the Opspot community works?
0: Yeah, totally. So it is designed to bring together a global group of people. And for that reason, it's entirely online, entirely remote. And it's also designed to be flexible around time zones, around the fact that everybody there has a full-time job and is pretty dang busy. Um, And so it really is a come and play at your own pace. There are real-time conversations happening inside of this online community. We host it on Circle. And those conversations are always running in the background when you, as an operator, have a crunchy question or an idea or something you want to brainstorm, you jump in there. You share that with the community, and you get real-time responses that are able to spiral into like one-on-one conversations and one-on-one relationships. Like we've already seen that happen. We've seen Opspot members who are really excited about a particular topic just set up a Zoom call and hop on and dive deep into it and talk about it. Um, and so it really is that combination of like sharing intellectual resources and learning and growing together while also creating genuine relationships. Like my head of operations is in there. She lives near Denver. She connected with an op spotter in Denver and they went out and they met up for coffee and now they meet on a monthly basis, right? it, It gets to be whatever you want it to be and whatever you have the bandwidth for it to be month to month, but it is there as a resource in your back pocket always.
1: Yeah. And again, it's for operations people, by operations people. I, I started laughing when you said crunchy. Two of the terms <laughs> that I've learned from you and from Natalie <laughs> on our team the crunchy conversations and gorgeous. Everything that like that's right. like, <laughs> Gorgeous. It's go- a, I, but it makes me smile. It's great. And again, yeah, that's what, if you want to wear a suit and tie, go somewhere else. This is yeah, not for you. We're not so, for you. Long term vision from the Opspot. When I wanted to build this out, I was a part of a startup community on Facebook that had about 7,500 people, and it was all like super engaging. And I I love that community. That's kind of what we're looking for here as well, is thousands of members that are in operations, kind of geeking out, sharing information, and ideas with each other. What's your long term vision for what we're building?
0: Yeah, I think it is fair to say that I want to become the number one community resource for operators in the world. We want to bring together a global network. That part is really important. We're not unique to any specific location. We want to bring together global people and global perspectives and backgrounds, and we want to be the place where the most cutting edge conversations are happening, where the top resources are being shared, where the best questions and ideas are taking place and where truly genuine and world-class relationships are being formed.
1: Yeah, that's the key as well, is that the whole global side of things as well. I mean, we're definitely a global landscape in business right now, right? I I don't think I've bumped into a single company in the last two years who doesn't have 20 or 30% of their workforce operationally worldwide, right? Whether they're in Eastern Europe, Latin America, Middle East, Asia. Um, I've been in 23 countries in the last 12 months and I'm learning a ton just from inter- you know interacting with different operations people from all over the world. So I'm glad it's going to be a real global community that we're building with the Opspot. So core values, when you and I met in um, in Sedona and we were sitting at the, uh, what was the name of that? The coffee shop, chocolate tree. The
0: chocolate tree, That's yeah.
1: We, <laughs> we noticed sitting off in the corner, we noticed a hammock sitting in the corner. And we were like, we got to come up with a name for our company. So for fun, we just called it green hammock because it was a <laughs> green hammock and that's become the logo for our, for our company. It's, it's and, and we've got a mascot named Hendrix who manages our community. I just saw the green hammock as a place to hang out. Like everyone likes to hang out in a hammock. And for me, that's really what I wanted the op spot to be. It was a place for people in operations to hang out, connect, learn, be inspired, grow, but then core values came into our discussion as well. Do you want to walk everybody through what our core values are and why they're so important? Because you bring them up all the time. like Almost every discussion, they come out as just part of what you're talking about.
0: Totally. Well, and again, if we ask ourselves what differentiates the Opspot from any other community out there, is because our core values are as weird as we are, and they really exemplify what we're all about. So we can trade these back and forth. The first one, the one that I always come back to is the hold nothing back core value. And there's two pieces of that. On one end, it's a communication core value. How do you show up and say it like it is? How do you hold nothing back when it comes to the value you can provide and the information you can give and the tough love that you can give when it needs to be given? Hold nothing back. We do that for each other as an act of love and service and respect, as well as hold nothing back in terms of who you are as a human being. Again, we're not for the operator that draws really strict work-life boundaries and believes that their work self is somehow separate to who they are as a human being. We want people to bring their full selves to the table, their vulnerabilities, their uncertainties, their areas for growth and learning. And when we show up from that place of fully vulnerable, we're able to create magic. The relationships happen so much faster and the value extracted back is a hundred X.
1: Yeah. I was hoping you mentioned the vulnerability side, because for me, that's so important that our members of the op spot just show up as being real and saying like, even typing off in the, in our community online, Hey, I'm struggling this week, or Hey, I'm scared this week. And it's not a social media post that you're wrapping up. It's not like, Oh, I'm being all vulnerable (laughs) by my course. It's like, I'm fucking struggling, (laughs) right? I don't know how to do this. I like I said to you, even before we went live, I said, I've been frozen this month. I've had this like frozen period of time where I've been traveling through Iceland, but I guess literally and figuratively. <laughs> I was in Iceland and Alaska. So maybe that's why I was partially frozen, but I've been kind of frozen in parts of my business. And yeah. I think we need people to show up and be that way with each other to say, I don't know how to do this, or I'm struggling with this, or what are people doing in this kind of particular instance? So yeah, I think that's good. What's the next one?
0: Next one is, oh, all right. Share Sher- Bring solutions. We'll go there. Bring solutions is we are not here for the social media post of like, here, take all of my problems. I'm just here to rant. We're action takers. Again, we're serious people who don't take ourselves too seriously, but we're going to get some shit done. If you want to do the work, if you want to grow, if you want to learn, if you want to really lean into that process, we're here for you. Because we don't accept whining for the sake of whining and ranting for the sake of ranting. If you're bringing a problem to the table, expect solutions back. And bring solutions as an act of service to the other people who are bringing their challenges and their questions and their problems. It's an action-oriented community. It's not a place for people to just come and word vomit.
1: Yeah, I just talked to someone about that yesterday, that if you're showing up to a community like the OpSpot or YPO or Genius Network, wherever, if you're in a CEO group, You're going to show up wanting to learn from other people. But if everybody shows up wanting to learn, who's there helping you learn? So you need to be able to bring solutions to the table to help other people so that when you have the questions, other people will bring you their solutions. The second thing that is important here is your solution might not be the absolute perfect one, but don't be worried that it has to be so perfect. Don't be worried and have that imposter syndrome that, oh, I couldn't have anything possible to add because it might be your solution or idea plus fred's solution or idea plus kelly's solution or idea and those three ideas spawn into and make a little idea baby that's exactly what you were looking for right it's yes. kind of like ideas having sex so yeah bring solutions for sure <laughs> and then i think you were going to you were going to go into our third one which was share then learn
0: And it feeds so perfectly into that, right? There was a, remember we had a discussion around, is it like share and learn, learn, share? Like, what were you doing here? We landed on share, then learn in that order, right? Come ready to share your expertise. I think as operators, we suffer from so much imposter syndrome because again, nobody has ever defined for us what our job actually is. So secretly, none of us actually know what the heck we're doing. And so we don't believe we have things worth sharing. We don't believe that we're the expert in anything. And so the OpSpot is a place to bring your ideas and break down that belief. And says in your experience, you have mastered something. You have found some magic nugget. Bring that into the community first. Be willing to share first. And in exchange, you will be able to learn and extract and receive back 10x the value and information that you bring to the table.
1: And I think that's why we're getting so many members that are showing up in the op spot in our circle community on a daily basis, every other day basis is because they might not be showing up with a question, but they're showing up curious of what other people are asking, what are other people learning? So I think it is good about, you know, being curious around that share and then learn. As well as bringing
0: like tools to the table. I saw somebody just drop like a full company-wide KPI guide that he just built because he's proud of it and he should be. It's freaking beautiful, right? And where else would you have a group of a hundred people cheering you on for dropping, you know, a 50 API guide, right? That's the kind of nerdiness that we love and we celebrate and we want people to have a place to strut their stuff and bring their best things.
1: And it's cool because you are going to get cheered on from the community because your boss, your CEO and your COO are probably too busy and too focused and aren't praising enough, but it's kind of nice to get the cheering on from your peer group. Um, and that—that that is part of why we're all here, right? The other one is to have to have fun with it. I think you bring that to the table and I've always said and have said for years that none of this shit actually matters. Like, we're all going to die. We're just all walking each other home. We may as well enjoy the journey.
0: Yeah. Let's paint our, let's paint our toenails. <laughs> you know, right? Let's go on a seaplane in Alaska, right? Life is too short. Let's have fun. And frankly, everybody in that community is such a dang nerd that the, operations is fun. A 50 KPI list is fun to us, right? We love that stuff. And your CEO and CFO, I'm sorry, but they probably don't care. We do. We think that's amazing. And so we get to have fun with it because everybody here finds the same nerdy stuff really, really fun.
1: Well, and what's nice is when you are having fun with it, you're bringing that real strong, positive energy into the workforce, right? Into your work environment that at the end of the day, like CEO doesn't stand for chief executive officer. It's the chief energizing officer. But all of us in operations roles, we need to bring that positive energy too. So if we're having fun with it, if we're enjoying the community, we infuse our energy back into the day-to-day, which makes us better leaders, better managers, better operations people as well.
0: And one more thing on that, like a student came into my coaching program literally today asking, you know, I am always being called out as being the pessimist. I'm always the most negative person on my team because I'm always looking at the risk. I'm always saying no to the idea. I'm always like the stick in the mud asking, how are we actually going to do this? instead of just like visionarying up the next thing, right? The lived experience of an operator day-to-day is that maybe you don't feel super well understood and it feels like you're always the bad guy and you're always having to shut things down or move things slower. And so to offer a place that totally flips that on its head and says, why is operations actually a source of absolute joy and play and fun is frankly necessary because nobody wants to show up every single day and feel like they are the negative Nancy.
1: Well, and here's, here's a tip for everybody as well, because in the operations role, we have to be the person that has the who, what, when, where, why, and how answers, or we have to ask all those questions. So the way I've always approached it is I say, I love that. Can I just ask a couple of questions to understand it more? Or I love that idea. Let me just ask a few more questions so I can catch up with you. Because then we can ask all the questions and the person who had the idea isn't feeling like we're debating them. Because we're not debating. We're just, we're trying to understand the other part is to say not now versus no. Yeah. Right? The idea could be a good idea whose time might not be this week. So let's park it and let's revisit it next month or next quarter. And then next quarter, you can look at all the random ideas, all the cool projects, and it can be green light, yellow light, red light, right? Green light, let's do it now this quarter. We'll put it in the project map. Yellow light means cool, but not yet. And red is, well, it used to be a good idea. Now we kill it but don't stop the idea in its tracks. Let, let it live for a little bit. Let's let it kind of percolate for a little bit and then let's revisit it when it's time might've come.
0: I love it. There's the tactical actionable takeaway from this episode. There you go. <laughs> All <laughs> right.
1: Last one before we wrap is cheer others on. That's one of our big core values as well.
0: Yeah. And I think we've been really speaking to this one for this entire episode, which is it's, it's your people. It's, It's operators cheering other operators, celebrating other operators, being nerdy with other operators and getting to really celebrate this weird, quirky skill set that all of us somehow have that we don't even really understand that well. But it's what we love and it's what we're passionate about and it's what we we get to be a source of like unilateral celebration for each other in that quirky, weird nerdiness.
1: Well, and you're not showing up in a group filled with entrepreneurs and CEOs where you feel like you can't talk or can't share. And you're not going to a, a marketing meetup or you're not going to a group of, you know, key executives who are in all kinds of different roles. Right. It's your community. It's it's there for you. So last thing, I think we're also in a stage right now of a business environment where we're, you know, in a bit of an economic downturn or a bit of economic uncertainty. We've gone through a market crash correction People are worried about interest rates going up. What does this recession time that we're in mean for operations? What are you seeing right now?
0: Oh my gosh, what a question. I think that history shows that in any recession, all it does is widen the gap between quote unquote like, winners and losers, right? The people who are able to take all of the chaos and uncertainty and instability and figure out how to turn it to their advantage, double down and and use it to slingshot their forward momentum and success. And the people who are just buried by it, overwhelmed by it, made too afraid by it, that they paralyze and they're unable to move. And The op spot and communities like 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 resources like this are a place to learn how to be in the first group. You have to be talking about these things. You can't bury your head in the sand that we're in a recession. Let's own that. Let's get in front of that. Let's talk about how we can flip that to our advantage and how can we ride the new wave of tools and technology and ideas to help slingshot ourselves and our companies forward, because otherwise you're losing the next year to two while this thing plays itself out. You're losing momentum, you're stalling yourself out, and you are being reactive to this thing that is happening as opposed to proactively getting in front of it and using it to your advantage.
1: Yeah, and the reality is in, in every economic environment, there's companies and people out there that are gonna do well, or there's companies and people that are not. And you're right, that if you get frozen because you're sitting reading the news all day and worried, then you're gonna freeze, you're not gonna do anything. It's absolutely the best time to get involved in the op spot. If you're a CEO, get your people involved. If you're a COO, get your operations people involved. Or if you're in operations roles, tell your friends, get involved for sure. We've also got some pretty nice founders pricing involved right now for the next few months. So I know this episode will live on for years, but I'll timestamp it as coming out in August of 2023. I would guess until the end of September, we've got a founder's price of only $249. It's a rounding error. To get involved in the op spot. So we'll see you inside the community. John, any founding words or final words from you?
0: Just said I can't wait to see you in there and I can't wait to cheer you on.
1: Paint your toenails. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye.
0: <laughs> You've been listening to Second in Command, brought to you by COO Alliance founder Cameron Harold. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and our other podcast streaming platforms. For more best practices from industry-leading COOs, visit COOalliance.com.